This is Ken Forster, Executive Director of Momentum. Welcome to our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. In this series of conversations, we capture insights from the best and brightest minds in digital industry. They're executives, entrepreneurs, advisors, and other thought leaders. What they have in common is like our team at Momentum, they are deep industry practitioners. We hope you find these podcasts informative as always. We welcome your comments and suggestions. Good day and welcome to episode of our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. Today, I'm excited to feature a longtime leader and innovator in IoT, Joseph Byron, General Manager IoT Products for PTC. Joseph is an experienced technology executive with a passion for imagining and implementing technology solutions for the grand challenges that business face. In his career, he's been a software engineer, technology consultant, chief architect, product strategist, and team leader. For the past decade, he's had the good fortune to be part of the Internet of Things revolution, particularly the industrial IoT, and he looks forward to the stunning paradigm shift that is happening now. Joseph, welcome to our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast. Ken, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this. It's been way too long. Uh, I, I, I fully agree. Our paths have crossed many a time over almost the past decade. And so I've been looking forward to this for a while. Before we jump into this great uh, paradigm shift conversation, let's start a little bit with your professional journey. Tell us a little bit about your own background and how it has informed your views of digital industry. Well, you know, in the litany of uh, titles you, you rattled off there in my introduction, which was very nice introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think of myself first and foremost as a software engineer. It's where my passion began as a teenager and then into college, a computer science background. Um, spent a long time in the industry as a heads down software engineer and architect and uh, just love the craft and the engineering discipline of writing code and making software. Making software that works, making software that works for customers to receive value, which led me to discover um, a company called Exceda in the mid 2000s, which was doing some really game-changing stuff at the time. And quite frankly, still today, that product is changing the game for many of our customers um, to help product manufacturers who had complex, high-value, mission-critical assets that were deployed in their own customers' environments, uh, and and everyone just needed to make sure that stuff kept working. So we're talking about industrial machinery, uh, medical equipment that is delivering life-saving care and uh, diagnoses and laboratories, you know, just stuff that makes the planet go. And it really excited me to be part of that world and building software that helped connect to real machines, real atoms, not just bits and bytes, and uh, and actually doing something for those customers that, quite frankly, touches many parts of everyday lives. Uh, so that really, really got me excited. And uh, I've been on that IoT journey ever since. So going on 13, actually over 13 years now, and uh, I just love it. I love the technology space. I love software. And I love having a uh, feeling like I've got my hands on the steering wheel with a company that's delivering value to our customers. And that sounds like platitudes, but uh, it, I really feel that. Hmm. 
I, I love the fact that you refer to your time at Exceda as innovationeers. And uh, and so, first of all, we're big fans of, of Exceda and the team. You know, we've invested behind uh, Dale Calder's newest company, appropriately called Rev2. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Dale was one of the founders of, uh, of Exceda. But um, in fact, we featured Dale, uh, I, I want to say way back when it was one of our first podcasts, I think number 10 or something like that. Anyways, what were some of your earliest wins at Exceda and and um, what were some of the earliest lessons learned during the leading the technology team there? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. And by the way, Dale and I are still good friends. <clears throat> I hope you're listening to this, Dale. I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Dale's a great guy. So the I think the early... Exceda customers were, you know, as I mentioned, product manufacturers with mission critical assets that needed to be monitored and proactively serviced. And in those early days, it was sort of pre-machine to machine as a buzzword, pre-IoT as a buzzword, certainly pre-IoT, because that phrase was coined in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And very often, this was machinery that was controlled via a PC. So there's a Windows box right alongside it. It's got a serial cable into the, you know, maybe it's a radiation therapy machine. And so the idea of remotely connecting to the machine was really about forging a remote connection that was friendly through institutional firewalls to the PC, which then had a physical interconnect to the machine. And that was great. It was, a, it was a easy to retrofit brownfield assets um, but it sort of depended on the presence of this pretty large honking piece of machinery right beside it, which was a full-blown desktop computer. Now, fast forward to 2009, 2010, and we saw a convergence of hardware with small form factors, dense enough compute, and broadband connectivity, as well as 3G and then 4G network connectivity that gave an opportunity to retrofit yet more brownfield assets that maybe didn't have the benefit of being controlled by a full-blown PC. Moreover, the small form factors and uh, microchip density with system-on-chip innovations meant that product manufacturers began incorporating this connectivity into their products, so under the skin of the asset, so to speak. So as we were, it's funny you mentioned innovation years. I haven't actually heard that term in years. But um, at, at one point, uh, you know, during this transitional phase from remote connectivity through PCs to using what would now be considered IoT-style devices, uh, we saw an explosion in the numbers of use cases that were addressable with IoT network connectivity and so forth. And so I formed a team that I call the innovationeers, <laughs> taking a, a page from the Disney Imagineers playbook, you know, software engineers that were um, really tuned into the customer use cases and helped to develop ideas that were the art of the possible. Working with hardware manufacturers and partners to try out the latest, you know, uh, J19 bus interconnect with the AT&T cellular network. What can we do with this thing? And it was um, it was really a primordial soup of testing the boundaries of the state of the art at the time, circa 2009, 2010, and really helping us refine 
what, what's going to move the needle on the business challenges of our customers? And if I have one key takeaway from that prior, primordial soup um, era with my innovation ear team, it was we could have been more discerning in you know what connectivity styles and what use cases were going to really resonate for deep value versus those that were just kind of cool and we wanted to try out this you know new piece of appliance and gee wouldn't it be interesting if we could try to do this many of those things we experimented with just didn't have traction in the market in retrospect the uh value we should have been focusing on and we we very much have been doing so at ptc is what are the use cases that our customers who by the way happen to be to a large extent product manufacturers what are their challenges and how can the technology we have be directed towards solutions to their challenges now i'm a bottom-up and top-down kind of person i love the the bottoms up what can we do with this technology but matching it more strongly with a top-down focus um, is something that's been really paying dividends for us here at PTC with our IoT business. Yeah, and we used the term earlier, industrial IoT, and that's we'll talk in a few minutes, I'm sure, around uh, what IoT means to PTC. But it is that industrial side of it that I think we've always believed has the stronger fundamentals in it. Um, and the consumer stuff is cool. We have the connected cows, you know, connected, uh, you know, uh, health meters, things <laughs> like that. But yeah. it is it is those industrial use cases where, as GE used to talk about, the power of one and two percent create immense value. And uh, and so, look, uh, P you guys, PTC acquired ThingWorks, actually one of our earlier clients slash investments in late 2013, uh, followed by Exceda, which I think included you about nine months later, a veritable one-two punch that quickly positioned you guys as a leader in the industrial IoT. Can you talk a bit about PTC prior to this and, and I guess the strategy around these acquisitions? Yeah, absolutely. This is um, one of the things that really enamored me early on to our visionary CEO, Jim Heppelman. I had not had, it might, in, before the acquisition, I didn't have CAD and product lifecycle management on my radar. But it turns out if you're, if you're talking about the engineering, design, manufacturing, service, and end of life, total life cycle, of a product that gets put into useful production, that is product lifecycle management from beginning to end, from the design concept, the first steps, drafting in CAD, managing bill of materials for engineering, managing bill of materials for the manufacturing operation, manufacturing recipes, service programs. So what PTC and Jim Heppelman's vision identified was, gee, we're not really helping our customers with half of this life cycle. As soon as they're done with their bill of materials design, we're out of here. We don't help them with the manufacturing process itself. And there's a process that's just ripe for efficiency improvements. We don't help them at all with the after sale service. We don't help them at all with tying the learnings from the manufacturing process and that service life cycle, which by the way, is most of the product's life lifespan. We don't have a way to close that loop and bring those learnings, the telemetry and analytics off of that digital exhaust back into the design process. So IoT really became the keystone to complete that product lifecycle closed loop. And we, we really feel like we hit that nail right on the head 
with the acquisitions of ThingWorks and Exceda. And by the way, if those were the one-two punches, maybe the um, the three and four punches were the acquisitions we then made in analytics with Coldlight, uh, which now manifests as our analytics uh, component of the ThingWorks product family, and Kepware, which is a, just a deep and broad library of industrial protocol drivers. And this is something that we really wouldn't have any traction in manufacturing efficiency today if we didn't have this powerful capability from Kepware, which lets us tap into the in, in situ brownfield machinery and controllers that are part of every manufacturing operation today. So that closed loop and really fixing or solving the complete problem for the set of manufacturing, engineering, and service challenges that our product manufacturing customers have, that's really the, the role that IoT has played and was, in fact, the vision a priori that Jim had. Yeah, and I think uh, you and I certainly share a, a strong respect for Jim's vision and for PTC's strategy in that regard. I used to uh, uh, refer to it this way is if you had ALM, SLM, PLM, and you put the word connected in front of all of those, you had the ability to move from design to delivery, i.e. the you know the part, the, 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 the finished good is shipped from the dock, if you will, from that to design to disassembly. And, and uh, you mentioned half. The, the stats I had looked at at the time said that that was worth somewhere between seven to 10 times the life cycle value of just the design to delivery element of it. Because as you said, you're going post-sale service and warranty and then uh, post-warranty uh, through the end of the life of the product. And uh, it brilliant, absolutely brilliant move. And um, and I, f I fully agree this idea of uh, closed loop or round trip engineering is, is brilliant in there. You've consistently led the IoT I'll say practice uh, product line, if you will, at PTC from uh, role as SVP to CTO to general manager overall. Now, what does IoT mean to PTC and how has it really transformed the company? Well, certainly for um, our solutions that we bring to the manufacturing uh, process, um, we wouldn't we wouldn't have the uh, solutions that we have today without IoT connectivity. Um, and for service, uh, I think remote monitoring is continues to be the killer app for IoT. So IoT really, is, we you know we're careful here to distinguish IoT as a business, and, and it is to be sure. I mean, we're we're organized that way. But IoT for me as a technologist is a technology paradigm, not much different in its relevance than. Uh, or arguably even more greater in relevance than relational database. So relational databases, that's a paradigm for how to store, organize, and access information. IoT on a similar plane is a paradigm for accessing data from machinery so that you can do something with it. Now, if we only had IoT connectivity, we wouldn't know what to do with the data. So it's the domain understanding of what are the challenges in manufacturing? What are the challenges in service? What are the challenges for product manufacturers who want to provide a servitized version of their product offering? What are the challenges there? How does IoT technology proper, meaning machine connectivity and analytics, how does that fill gaps in an overall solution? But importantly, 
it's not just the IoT and analytics technology. It's building the application workflows, the business logic, which is just permeated by that domain expertise. That brings a solution to market. So we are very focused now on taking the wonderful technology advancements that we acquired and have organically developed and evolved since acquisition and directing that towards the grand challenges that our customers face in their businesses. So that's what IoT means to me at PTC. It was an unlock to a world of opportunities that we're now capitalizing on with the full suite of our portfolio. IoT unlocked it, but IoT alone isn't the full solution. Um, and it sounds weird hearing a CTO of IoT saying IoT is not everything, um, but I, I really believe that. Just like, you know, again, the relational database paradigm, no one thinks that uh, having a bunch of tables that I can run SQL queries against is a business solution, but wow, how many business solutions have been powered by that technology? Yeah, well, well, well said. We like to think of IoT in some sense as connect, collect, and correct, right? Uh, you know, pulling in the data, being able to uh, you know process that, and and to make intelligent decisions based on it. Uh, you know, develop insights per se. So you refer to the stunning paradigm shift that is happening now. I love the phrase, right? In, in, in referring to the industrial IoT. So what is this paradigm shift, and how is it creating value for your customers? You know, it's sort of like the paradigm shift started years ago, but it, it's my belief or my, my observation, I should say, that in the operational technology world, first of all, the operational technology folks said when IoT became a thing, yeah, okay, we've got connectivity through our automation. We've got HMI and SCADA. We, we, we see this data today. What we know for sure after thousands of customer interactions and deeply understanding how they're operating their manufacturing plants, the data is siloed. Yes, it's available for this controller and this HMI screen, um, and maybe there's a feed that gets pulled back into some MES system or ERP system weeks later, but putting that data to use in real time to make changes on the plant floor to adapt to environmental changes, to staffing issues, to configuration of automation workflows, putting it to use in real time is the paradigm shift that we think our industrial customers are just, you know, in the last probably couple of years, really um, starting to realize. Um, and much has been made in the, in the media and in the analyst world on the so-called ITOT convergence so I want to confirm that this is a real thing. The ITOT divide was real, where enterprise information technology became a um, almost a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It became its its own sort of governance within an enterprise, and the OT side of the equation was sort of like these you know these folks in the plants, and they've got their servers. That's nice, and they've got their automation. With IoT, it forces the function for IT and OT, and I, I guess it's no surprise, this is a, this is a, a goofy pun, but IT, OT, IoT, just kind of accidental, I guess. I'm not the first one to point that out. <laughs> but <laughs> Well said, the, yeah. The rigor and discipline and best practices from IT is now 
translating to OT. And those organizations are talking to each other. They're seeing the opportunities for working together, applying advanced new technology like IoT connectivity, deep analytics, and so forth, applying that to their businesses. And that's really what's unlocked the opportunity for PTC in the last two or three years, is that convergence of ITOT and having advanced technology that we, by the way, have focused on the business challenges and application use cases we see in our customers. So maybe it's not a stunning paradigm shift. That's a, <laughs> I do tend to hyperbole sometimes in those uh, <laughs> sound bites, uh, but that that's what we've actually been seeing happen. Seeing happen. For for anybody who's been around OT or heavy uh, enterprise IT for a while, that has always been a bit of a, a, a gap per se, um, a divide, as you said. And so there is a stunning aspect to it. I remember it, you know, working at some very large industrials uh, in my formative years where I was usually the OT guy that was designated to go work with IT and it was never a pretty, pretty thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're, if truly they're getting along and I agree with you that they are, it, it is uh, pretty stunning. So, you know, uh, that does bring up a good our exec search practice. We're we're seeing a a shift of hiring from the traditional OT players, thinking you know Schneider, ABB, et cetera, to I'll call it the enterprise IT cloud players, particularly Amazon and and Microsoft with Azure. Are you seeing the same? And what do you think this portends for the future of of OT or this ITOT convergence, as you say? Well, for for one thing. I think it's fate complete and, and and is happening. And that is the opening up of the factory to the cloud. So acknowledging that the so-called air gap uh, in a factory network was probably not reality, that there are in fact workloads that are accessing offsite networks today in the factory. And that, you know what, your machine telemetry from your controllers probably isn't a trade secret. All that being said, who else could do scalable, secure transmit from any location on planet Earth to a secure data center better than the cloud providers? Certainly not an enterprise of any size, um, unless your, your name begins with Microsoft, Amazon, or Google. So I think the warming up to the benefits of the cloud, and importantly, a rationalization, practical rationalization of what workloads make sense to be at the edge, close to the machinery, close to where the operation is occurring, and what workloads make the most sense to be in the cloud to access the elasticity and scale of the cloud in, in, in uniform access. So that reconciliation, I think, uh, I'm proud, proud to believe that PTC has really helped uh, articulate what a hybrid architecture for uh, digital transformation looks like. We've done that in very close collaboration with Microsoft and Rockwell Automation. And you know, that conversation between IT and OT centered around how are you gonna utilize cloud technology to solve these business problems? Perhaps that was the forcing function to drive that convergence. 
And you guys are perfectly positioned between, I would say, the traditional OT players and and uh, the enterprise IT players in that regard, especially where you operate, even even uh, with regard to the factory floor operations. You guys have continued your innovation and leadership most recently with the acquisition of IOXP, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, a, a video-based AI platform providing cognitive AR knowledge management and QA solutions for industrial applications. What are the key themes for your acquisitions and what problems are these helping your clients solve? Yeah, well, I think our acquisition history fairly clearly represents, we should probably, I should probably have Jim Heppelman write a book on this someday. <laughs> but the progression of a software company moving up the capability stack from more fundamentally enabling technologies like IoT connectivity, machine learning analytics, augmented reality, which at its core is computer vision, getting really good at those fundamentals, and then very quickly over the period of just a couple of years, learning how to apply those fundamental technologies towards the use cases of, of, a, of a market. So the IOXP acquisition represents our acknowledgement that we've got the boxes checked on augmented reality fundamentals and computer vision, thank you very much. What we're on to now is how do we help our customers who we, are, we hear loud and clear a challenge is the aging workforce, the uh, needing uh, to rapidly onboard new operational staff at work cells, at assembly operations, and how can we use augmented reality to capture the steps taken by an expert and then guide a trainee using a, an augmented reality version of the expert trainer, even if the expert trainer doesn't happen to be co-resident um, in that part of the planet, um, which is very, very relevant for our customers um, given the situation this year that we're all faced with with COVID-19. So IOXP is a way to uh, make some automated determinations of what the computer vision sees and how does that actually translate into a human function so that we can more rapidly describe for this uh, workforce training type of solution. So it's a moving up the stack 101. We got the computer vision covered. We, you know, we're really good at, at that. We're proud about that. But we want to take the next step and make a complete solution that is really innovative and game-changing and exactly hits the mark for what our customers are telling us is their grand challenge today. Many have, have opined that uh, IoT is really an ecosystem, i.e., you know, there's no winner-take-all when it comes to the type of uh, players, geographies, uh, um, you know, the uh, companies that really make up the OT side of it. And you guys have been particularly brilliant at, I think, cultivating that ecosystem. I think of your LiveWorks uh, events as an example. What are some key partnerships for PTC and, and what has made these successful in the market? Yeah, well, one partnership that's been very near and dear to my heart is our partnership with Microsoft. <clears throat> as a you know, as a technologist, I appreciated the uh, advancement Microsoft made with Azure IoT, having worked on that part of the IoT stack myself and seeing uh, how challenging it is. Um, I, I accept and respect Microsoft's contribution to our stack there, and we are happy to adopt Azure IoT 
because adopting that best of breed fundamental enabling technology helps us move up the stack towards the solution areas that our customers expect from us, as I've been talking about. That said, there's a lot of surface area to cover. And so Microsoft helps us fill those gaps and we get to influence Microsoft's roadmap. And we're, we have a great relationship with the product management team with Microsoft, as well as Rockwell Automation, who also help us strengthen our combined story for what happens on the manufacturing shop floor. Understanding how to do contextualization of tag data acquired through a controller and put that into the proper context for the machine the controller happens to be controlling. And the best way to analyze that machine data given Rockwell's you know, decades of experience doing so. So these partnerships to me are much more than our logos appearing on each other's websites and much more than high fives in the hallway as we go to industry conferences, which someday hopefully we'll be going to industry conferences in person again someday. Um, well said, yes. <laughs> but what really makes these, these meaningful to me is when our product teams are collaborating on a regular basis. So when we had the opportunity to do in-person workshops, we were traveling to each other's offices and spending time with our sleeves rolled up at the whiteboard, talking about roadmaps, here's what you guys could do, here's what we could do, aligning on go-to-market, how do we talk about our message together, what parts of our product portfolios do we bundle and then give a more complete solution to our customers, that's real partnership in action, not just logos and high fives. Mm. And speaking of, of ecosystems, we're digital industry investors, and so we always like to know which startups you see as the ones to watch. Of course, IOXP not no longer being available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm going to take a page out of the Jeffrey Moore um, playbook here, and we, we're look we, we're excited to find startups like IOXP that solve a complete problem. You know, Given the nature of a startup, the complete problem isn't going to be PLM, right? <laughs> That's a pretty big complete problem. But solving the complete problem of how do I capture work instructions, regardless of the technology. Okay, it happens to use computer vision and AR. Fantastic. That makes a ton of sense. But it's a complete business problem, no matter how narrow. Those are acquisitions that add immediate value to our portfolio, like PTCs. And of course, importantly, add unique value to a customer, even of that narrow solution. The fundamental enabling technology stuff, I think we're all waiting for what's the next technology paradigm shift. I'm always looking for it as a technologist, but I think if it's uh, another way to store time series data, hey man, I think, <laughs> I think we got that already. If it's another way to do computer vision that's game changing, Wow, I think I think we're pretty good there. What we really need to do is to apply it to business problems. And there's a lot of rich problems still remaining to be solved there. So for me, that's the recipe for an interesting startup is the ones that solve a complete problem. It doesn't matter, matter how narrow it is, but it needs to be complete. I've got this great little company called Rev2. I think it's local, and I think you and I both know the uh, the co-founder of it. So that's uh, one you should take a look at relative to work instructions. Ha -ha. Oh, yes. Send me the white paper. <laughs> there you go. So look, in closing, when you're not when you're not opining on uh, the IoT and the great uh, paradigm shifts, if you will, um, what do you 
reading or what are you viewing to uh, really inspire you? You, you know, um, one thing I, I've always liked doing, um, I like to read and apply science and technology towards business. I just kind of get a, a charge out of that. I do read the, you know, the business books du jour. I mentioned Jeffrey Moore. He's a great guy, written great stuff. Everyone reads that, right? But, you know, there's a book on my bookshelf. And I'm looking at it right now. And I've had it since college. It's the, um, it's the Gang of Four book. It's the, you know, the object-oriented design patterns. And that's ostensibly about software engineers thinking about how to design their code. But I take lessons from that book which, by the way, was based on lessons from a pattern language by Christopher Alexander, an architect, a physical architect, not a software architect, about applying reusable ideas in so-called patterns in ways that make the problem you're solving more consistent, easier to understand the solution, and um, and just you know better and stronger and more robust overall. So that's just an example. I like looking at the classics from an engineering perspective, and how can I apply lessons learned from disciplines like physics, engineering? You know, I'll, I'll sometimes reference the law of thermodynamics in a, in a budgeting conversation. Because I didn't go to business school, but I went to engineering school. And I don't wanna let all of those engineering lessons die on the vine just because I'm a business leader now. I wanna apply what engineer, in, engineers know to business. And, you know, so far, I'm not sure how well it's working out for me personally, but it's fun. <laughs> I would say there's a whole other podcast on this, given you've moved from a, a technology leadership role to the overall business leadership role in, in your most recent move. And the idea that you're applying design principles, object-oriented design principles, nonetheless, uh, over to how to run a business, I think is absolutely brilliant and uh, and would love to uh, dive deeper on that conversation. But unfortunately, we are out of time. So, Joseph, thank you for taking the time to join us for this insightful interview. Ken, it's my pleasure. I've always thought of myself as a friend of Momenta, and uh, hopefully that continues. Uh, absolutely. And, and bi-directionally, of course. So this has been Joseph Byron, General Manager, IoT Products for PTC. And if you don't mind me saying, a lifelong innovation in, uh, in IoT. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And please join us next week for the next episode of our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast Series, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. Thank you and have a great day. You've been listening to the Momenta Digital Industry Leadership Podcast, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. We hope you've enjoyed the discussion, and as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Please check our website at momenta.one for archived versions of podcasts and webinars, as well as resources to help with your digital industry journey. Thank you for listening.